Hello, welcome. My name is Abi and welcome to the Cricketeers podcast. In this podcast, we'll just be talking cricket, analyze cricket and doing everything cricket. So let's get started. Welcome to our new podcast. Um, my name is Abi and I'm with Jigs here. Hi guys. Uh, welcome to our podcast, Jignesh here. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, we don't know what this is called yet, but we just wanted to get something out there and uh, I guess uh, the podcast will be focused mainly on cricket, looking at things from a technical mindset perspective and Jigs here has done a lot of coaching as well. So I uh, hope to bring some of the coaching aspects into the into the analysis of cricket. Yep. Um, yes, myself, just a level three cricket coach. So we'll be looking in depth uh, in the coaching side of things and how cricketers develop and into their careers. Yeah, and then personally, um, I love kind of like the analytics side of the game, the data aspect of the game. So really want to delve into the tactics of just cricket in general, what's happening in the international scene and currently what's happening in IPL uh, and just break down every match um, from that kind of analytical perspective. So first of all, um let's just get started with IPO what uh, it's a new season um kind of week 1's gone by we've seen a couple of matches and we're going to break down week 2 right now uh but what are your first impressions I think it's uh, as I said uh, we have we have it tends to be a bit enjoyable now cuz there's home and away legs so each team will have its strength and weaknesses so the home legs will be the key there and how they assess uh, how the players assess the conditions and get used to their home conditions themselves. Yeah, definitely. I think um, finally after a couple of years of COVID IPLs and actually just situations where I feel like the IPLs have been too close together, we finally have a proper IPL now where we're back in India, we're back playing home and away and we're just doing a proper tournament now finally. So that's going to be very exciting and IPL always brings the mayhem and uh, maja and everything. So it'll be really fun, I think. No, it's good. We There's different crowds, like everyone's been waiting for into their home stadiums. Not everyone can travel or not. it's not affordable. So at least this way, the IPL spreads and uh, the cricket fans themselves, they can they don't need to travel as much and do the mileage whilst the players have to do the mileage on the other side. Or change. Exactly it. Right, so let's jump into the IPL now. Um, and I'm just going to pull up the games, but we're in week two of the IPO. So far, it's been quite a high-scoring IPO. Um, lots of games, lots of to- totals going up to the 200s. But actually, you've noticed not many teams have chased down too many totals so far. Uh, why do you think that's the case? Uh, I think it's... the. Uh there's a lot of again teams are trying to find each other out they're trying to find their best combinations so in in that way it's been the it's been a bit difficult for those teams which are chasing down normally in T20 ideally you have the chasing teams most most of them win uh, most percentage wins would be from the chasing team but i think uh with this IPL as i said teams are just trying to find themselves out and yeah that's that's pretty much it 
Yeah, I just think so far in this IPL, there's only been three successful chases uh, out of kind of we've seen 12 games so far. And the funny thing actually is uh, today's um, uh, there's only been very few instances of the team winning the toss and batting first. So teams are winning the toss, they're batting second, and then they're losing in the chases. So that that's a very interesting thing. I would have thought uh, maybe it's the due factor that they're trying to consider and they're just overcompensating for it. Um, and they're just not being able to chase down total successfully. Yeah, I think it's that, that's the one thing. But I, I believe like you should stick to your strengths. So if you're, a, if you're a batting team, runs on the board generally, that counts more than just looking for the due at all times. Maybe the due might not set in. So... And what happens with the dew, sometimes the ball can be a bit skiddy. So if you have quicker bowlers, uh, an express pace has been, from what we've seen, is express pace has been gold at this stage of the tournament. Someone like a Wood coming in and bowling rockets. And you can see the Indian batters have struggled with that express pace. Right, exactly. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it's just a case of, I think the pitchers have been good enough that you can back your skills and uh, whatever your skill is, may it be fast bowling or batting or spin bowling, you can just back that skill and probably the pitch will offer enough uh, to make things challenging. Yeah, generally in India, like when the IPLs, from all the past IPLs, we've seen that wickets at the start of the tournament are the best and then they tend to get slower and slower and that's when your spin will come into play. So at the moment, the fast bowlers are having quite a good time I would say and the batters the ball is coming onto the bat that's why you see the totals as they are and also the fact of the impact player now means teams can now go a bit gun heavy at the start and just keep going rather than playing the middle overs which is a 7 to 15 overs just playing them out so teams have now realised that this will be the strategy going forward and generally it's not just India and even the county game now what we were discussing off air is they are trying to change it so they can get that baseball style and a bit more exciting brand of cricket we're looking at here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, probably a discussion for another time, the baseball style, but yeah. um, if it actually does cricket any good or not. <laughs> but let's jump into some of the IPL uh, action from this week. Uh, Chennai beat... Uh, Lucknow. Uh, Lucknow was chasing 217 and just fell short. Um, I remember watching that. That was quite a good game and obviously high scores and we've got Dhoni here coming off scoring uh, 12 runs off like three balls. <laughs> like that, did you see the crowd action on that? That was amazing. Uh, I mean, and it was, it was really funny because um, Wood had done well the game before and Wood was probably just expecting to come bowl to a 40 year old uh, Dhoni get his wicket and Dhoni comes in slaps a four <laughs> slaps a six actually over third man next ball pulls one creams one into the stands and the crowd was loving it but um, unfortunately it was a really long boundary for the third ball otherwise he would have slapped Slap. that for six as well 18 off three balls and considering <laughs> Wood was part of Chennai and uh, when Wood was at Chennai he got pretty much hit quite a lot yeah. so <laughs> coming from a good game against Delhi and then now against Chennai it's 
Oh, it's back to reality for Wood. So you can see the highs and lows of cricket there. Yeah, right that's there. true. And I guess um, I'll just put in the mental aspect right away is like players need to understand how to deal with these situations. And you actually see um, that's what makes some of these good international players as good as they are. Um, you might see like Indian domestic players get really excited about a couple matches they've played well. Uh, and you always wonder, like, uh, how do these international players, bowlers especially, maybe they'll go for 40 runs or yep. like even higher, 50 runs. I, I remember Chahil goes for maybe like 50, 60 runs or four overs and next game he'll come in and take four wickets. So like, uh, how do you kind of like keep that mentality in check? I guess that's the... Yeah, with, with, with regards to that, like most of the bowlers, like you will have a bad day in cricket, but it's how well you come back. You, most of the international bowlers have experienced that and then what you have to start, start thinking about is think about when you did well and how you did it and go back and change it. Recall that as a mindset and uh, try and compute that. Once you do that, then you start having that feel-good factor and once you have the feel-good factor, the confidence comes in and then you're back. It's just a blip. Yeah. And, that's, and then you just come back from it. Exactly. And sometimes I feel like there's a debate here where sometimes I hear a lot of people say that, oh, you should just try to execute your skill and forget about what the batsman's doing, right, as a bowler. But then sometimes I also feel there's a balance between the really good bowlers, they still execute their skills, but they always have in the back of their mind how to outthink the batsman. And they're always one step ahead. So I guess that's the balance that international players just have over... Uh, others, I guess, right? Yeah, and also the fact that they've been in these situations day in, day out in their careers. If you think about someone like Adoni has played, what, 12, 13 IPLs. He's been there since the start. So he's encountering this situation almost three uh, in a in an IPL season, at least three or four times in a year. So if you t times that by 12, it's about 50 times he's in such situations. So he knows how to get the better of the bowler in that in that sense. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, the next game, uh, which happened on uh, Tuesday, I believe, uh, we had Delhi versus Gujarat. And uh, Delhi got bowled out quite cheaply there for 162, and Gujarat just easily breezed to the win, 163. I remember, um, I think the key performances that I noted from this game, uh, and I've written down here, um, kind of Joseph was bowling really quick. <laughs> he was bowling like 146 clicks an hour. That's really quick and he's in really good bowling form actually. So it's just goes to Gujarat, just has players from international pedigree throughout their whole lineup. Look, they have Joseph bowling quick, they have Rashid on the batting side, they have uh, Shubman Gill, they have Hardik and even their young gun players like Sai Sudarshan, he, he anchored that chase if you think about it. Yeah, considering where they were, and uh, it was they were in a sticky situation at one point, um, and then the way how he steadied the ship there. Regarding the bowl, the bowling, like I've seen, like what we've noticed here in the IPL is pure bowlers will win your games. You don't necessarily all rounders. Most of the teams have gone with all rounders, so all rounders will help you. But sometimes you just need the pure skill of a bowler, and that's why you can see where Gujarat Titans are. Yeah. They might not have the best batting, but it's the bowling which is winning them these games. Yeah, but I think their batting is balanced and it's actually firing. 
So Gill is giving you those 40 runs at the top of the order consistently. And Sai Sudarshan is... And he's giving you that anchoring role. And like the other game, David Miller came in and played his role perfectly. Came in and scored 30 runs of, of like 20 balls, something like that. And like that's exactly what you need. Everybody's doing exactly what they need to be doing. Right? Uh, it's just the balance of the team seems really good. Then there's six to seven people putting their hands up rather than yeah. a mere two or three. Like yeah. so if you look at a team like an RCB or a Delhi where you only have a Warner uh, yeah. doing everything, he can't do the lifting. Yeah, and Warner actually seems like curtains on his international career, to be honest. Like, yeah. he seemed a bit out of sorts with the pace of Shami and Joseph when he was facing them. So... Even Warner is like maybe not somebody to depend on. Yeah, he hasn't been himself. Like even the strike rate, if you look at it, it's been about 120. Like you don't see that Warner who's assertive and taking on the bowlers. He's more of he's more of that anchor role. It's a bit like a timid sort of Warner, not the Warner we know of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the next game was a, a big game actually. Punjab and Rajasthan. That was a really exciting game. And I think uh, you did highlight this one for your game of the week. Um, uh, Punjab scored 197, kind of. And they looked like they were going for less, actually. But then I think uh, at the, la- at the, the last, end. at the end, they just started to yeah. really get those runs on the board um, and ended up with 197. And then Rajasthan comes in, uh, looks shaky. I mean... They look shaky at first, um, but then Hetmeyer came in and that you made that a really exciting game. Yeah. And I think we were just talking off air um, about which batsmen are performing. And I think you, you mentioned that you thought that the international players weren't really putting their hand up. But I think the, at the key moments in this tournament, the international players have shown why they are one level up. Like Kyle Mears, for example, for Lucknow has scored the runs when they needed them. And Hetmeyer, for example, he's put his hand up and said, look, like, I am amazing finisher. I am the T20 finisher. Like, I can do it. And he scored, like, a really quick 36 there, at striking at 200. So, and if he didn't get run out, that yeah. game could have been an easy Rajasthan victory. Yeah, no, that was that was one of my picks uh, for the to- tournament, like not tournament, but the game of the week. Uh, we we had the young Indian Indian support as well from Dhruv from Dhruv Jural who played quite well. So just in the end, maybe that calculation error of the run out, if we look at it in depth, like that could have just costed them a bit there. Um, but yeah, with Hatmaya, he's 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 lost his second season for Rajasthan. He didn't have a particularly good one at the start. Uh, obviously, he's off off IPL antics like West Indies. He's not getting into the squad, the lateness and all that. But now he seems to have his head on with Rajasthan. So it's, it's good to see now that he's he's come back into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, good win uh, for the Kings eleven who are who have been pretty much a hit and miss side going into the auction, buying uh, heavyweights and then selling them off. So, it's a good start for the Kings eleven there with Dawan, their new captain, scoring some runs as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think I didn't expect this kind of form from them. And uh, 
the the week before we were talking and I was saying that they seem to have a lot of international players that maybe are past their prime or haven't proved themselves yet. But it's again, like I was saying, the international players have stepped up. Davin has scored 86 when the team needed to score 86. He's shown that he can just make the runs in any which way possible. So uh, that that's good from him. And I think Prabhsimran uh, Singh also started off really well that game. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about him a bit, but... Uh, yeah, he's been a revelation. And like, you have a lot of... Uh, guys in the IPL who we don't see but then they come out of nowhere so I think he's one of their their main guys but now what the question is can he do it for a sustained period of time because we've seen a lot of one season wonders but Punjab needs the opening pair to fire there's no Johnny Besto yeah. um, so someone has to do the heavy lifting and not the one cannot do it himself he will need the lights of Ajitesh Sharma coming in and helping out with that, so Punjab looks good. Two wins on two, but let's see how far they can get. Exactly, exactly. That's completely right. And and, and I think um, that's the final thing I want to kind of touch on. Actually, two points now that that we've talked about that. A lot of Indian players have been doing good when their international compatriots have been doing good. So it's almost like the pressure when the pressure gets taken on and they're free to play their shots and be confident, they have everything there, they have the skill, but they need to be like coerced into just being free with their stroke play, and and uh, and that completely pays into the mental side. I'm sure you talk to all of your uh, coaching students about that kind of thing. It's like you have the skill to play any shot you want, but being in the right mindset to play that shot to any which ball, is the real skill, I think, of a good cricketer. Yeah, just backing yourself and ability. So no half measures. Try and, if you're going to go and hit that ball, you got to hit that ball. Yeah. If you're going to leave that ball, the intent is the key. Yeah. If you can get the right intent, the same hit, hit attacking intent yeah. should be the same defensive intent. But you need to have that willpower. You don't want to be stuck in the middle and where you are caught in two minds, whether I should rotate strike or hit. There should be a clear, defined role. So if you and your partner are there, one's taking the singles and one's going for the hitting, the big hitting and is doing the heavy hitting. But there's a lot of support in there. So if you we go into the game again, the KKR game against uh, RCB, was it when Shardul Thakur did the heavy heavy lifting? But you have Rinku Singh, who's an established batter, but he has to play a second fiddle role. But that got them to where they were because mm-hmm. they were going nowhere in that game and they ended up getting about 200 odd. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I just wanted to ask you then, because I want to fo- kind of have this kind of focus in our in our podcast here, which is like, how do you practice that? Everybody, you always hear on the commentary, like the batsman should have intent, the batsman should have a clear mind, they should know what they're doing. But that's easier said than done. And like, that is the challenge, right? How do you first get to that mindset? And how do you figure out what your shots are? How do you figure out how you need to play? Uh, I think on that, you can. the nets are good, but also middle wicket practice, looking at what your strengths are, where you're hitting the ball. Something like an, an analyzing, like if you go with your batting analyst and stuff, just uh, ask them to track where you're hitting the balls or something like that. Like 
You know, that way you know that these are my strengths. Most of the balls I've hit here. So that way you know your strengths and you know your weaknesses or where you need to improve on your areas of development and your super strength. So I think that can be worked on outside of the game, but whatever happens, happens in the game. That is the real deal. Right. Right. So it's a combination of experience, but yeah, I think that's what I kind of wanted to highlight, which is yeah. like when you're practicing, you need to know what you're doing in your practice. You practice to, with purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Practice with purpose. And I think when, when I used to practice, uh, the time my game really elevated itself was when after every practice, I would write down what balls did I bowl well in this practice? What what shots did I hit well in this practice? Right? And then I, I did that reflection of, is this something I can take to a game? Is this something I feel confident on doing in any situation? Right? And, and, and practicing like that is kind of the key, I think. Yeah, so what, what I tend to encourage is like, if you have a board or a paper, if you're a bowler, you can draw the pitch and do a pitch map of your own bowling in the nets. So you, you know, you understand, this is what I've bowled today. This is the areas I've hit. So pitch maps are good for batsmen. It's mainly where am I scoring the run? So like a wagon wheel, again, take a piece of paper and a pen with you or ask someone or an umpire to just stroke where you're hitting the ball and, and give him some, that gives you some sort of sense of this is what I've done today rather than just having a hit and going home and it being pointless. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so the next games there uh, this week, obviously KKR and RCB, we touched on that. Yeah. Uh, KKR scores 204. And RCB gets uh, completely obliterated. Uh, their top order is just gone. And it's, uh, I think, this is what we always see with RCB, right? They have amazing batsmen. And they all don't perform at the exact same time. <laughs> why, why is it with RCB that they all either put their hands down or they all put their hands up at the same time? <laughs> I think with RCB, they they have that, they're very much top-heavy. But for someone like a Maxwell, he hasn't lit the IPL on fire. Yeah, He's gone for big price tags, but he's not lit the IPL. So I think that's where they need to define Maxwell's role here. Because the role, I feel, is not as clear. If he's batting at a three or a four, you'd expect more from him rather than just trying to go in and hit the ball. Yeah. So yeah. he's more of a senior player, so I think he needs to know his role better. Mm -hmm. And the bit of Indian batting is a bit short with the RCB in the middle order, so they'll have to look into that that side of it more. Yeah, I mean, Harshal Patel came in at five. Why is Harshal Patel batting at five? Yeah, it's <laughs> the tactical, like, I could understand, I could not understand that. If you have someone like a Dinesh Karthik, who's India's yeah. number four, or was touted as India's number four, and is yeah played this long why is he he's not he's better than a finisher he's more than a finisher exactly exactly something and they the coach the tank the think tank got it wrong there yeah maybe yeah. they're looking at a pitch hitter but I don't think the pitch hitter works anymore now no and even if they were looking at a pinch hitter we got David Willie coming down the order yeah Willie could... batted at number 10 and he's opening for North Hans yeah so <laughs> there's a bit like and he is the pinch hitter for North Hans that's yeah. what it is when he when he used to play for them, so yeah. 
Yeah, a bit of a... And that's what I always kind of saw in RCB, just the tactics have always been a bit off. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of chop and change. So if you look at a CSK, like they'll give their players a run out, a run. So like a, someone like a Shane Watson in the tournament, his last tournament where he didn't perform for about six, seven games and they let him through and they just kept persevering with him and he produced in the knockout stages. Yeah. And that's that's the difference between a team which is winning titles and a team which is still looking to win titles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so the ne- the next game was obviously Sunrisers and Lucknow. And Sunrisers look like a team kind of just down in the dumps at the moment. They have the same pieces in terms of bowlers and batsmen. They've always been an underdog team, even when Warner was captaining them. But right now, they seem like they just can't pull anything together. And uh, I think the note I had made on that team when I was watching them was that they seemed like they lacked leadership. They seem like they don't have a captain that is confident in using all of the bowlers at the right time and to their potential. Because if you think about it, the bowlers, we have Bhuvneshwar Kumar, we have Natarajan, we have Umran Malik... All of these bowlers are good bowlers. They've shown that they can do uh, do the business at the right times. But just, they've, they're not firing. They even have Adil Rashid. I mean, he's taken loads of wickets for England. But for some reason, they're not able to use all their bowlers effectively. Um, and they're not putting runs on the board either. Yeah, I think with Sunrisers, Aidan Markram, young captain, still learning his straight, so... I think that it's pretty much a disjointed team with when Rashid Khan left, uh, Warner left. So most of the young, uh, their senior players have left. So now it's pretty much an inexperienced side, but there's not much in the think tank. Like you need, I, I, I really do think you need like someone who can, who can understand the whole team rather than just a Bhuvnesh or Kumar who's more of a bowler. We need, you need someone who can set you the fields, tactically aware, astute, Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is what they are missing, and uh, they've never got, they've never had runs on, uh, from anywhere apart from a Warner. When you when Warner was there, Burstow was there, they were the highest run getters, but there was only two of them. There's not enough in that middle order. You you had a VJ Shankar before, who never performed. So that middle order is where they need the runs from. Right. Yeah. And it's just like the culture of. The, all the players that brought culture in that team are kind of gone. So they're just struggling a bit. Yeah, and Harry Brook, first season in the IPL. So again, the spin, he will have to face a lot of spin. Yeah. And the wickets will be dying. The ball will be dying. It won't be coming on. So it's going to be a challenge. He's, he's, they've, they've given a lot of... It's a high price tag. He'll have to live with it. Yeah. I think... so. We'll quickly run down two games and then we'll go into our other segments. Um, we have uh, Rajasthan Royals and DC. And I think the main uh, takeaway from that game was, damn, Butler is a good batsman. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even look like he was paying attention in that game. Comes off with like 70, 80 runs. Uh, and like Jesswal also played a good innings that game. But Jesswal's innings seemed... To be so much more of a struggle than Butler. I mean, Butler um, against Norkia, he back foot defended one and went for four. Yeah. 
Butler's just again, he's the name speaks for himself. And he's probably Rajasthan's main card alongside uh, their top order, which is Samson and Jay Swal. So they will have, again, they are heavily reliant on that. So they will, for them to go far, it will. All right, yeah. So that's enough about all the games, though. I mean, we can go very in-depth into all of these games. And I think we already did go quite in-depth into a lot of tactics of these games. But... um, Let's move on, and I think uh, let's just jump straight into who did, who did, who makes your team of the week then this week? Uh, team of the week, uh, pretty hard choices, but uh, I can start off with my opener. Will be, my openers will be Butler uh, and the one who both had good games, explosive games. Um, at number three, I've got Rahane, who had a good game against Mumbai, and I think he's he's the silent. Silent pick for me. He's going to do well in this tournament. Yeah. And actually just... Rahane is supremely talented, right? And it's like... He's like one of those players nowadays, which is like way too good for domestic. But like international level, there's something is going wrong. (laughs) Yeah, he's more in between now. So he's... Yeah, that's that's the level he is at. But uh, I think there's still... Places for class players, a touch players, yeah. uh, like a Rahane, who can bat at the top order and when the field's up, yeah. go over the top and yeah. still play some good sh- cricketing shots. Exactly. Uh, at uh, four, I had Sai Sudarshan from Gujarat again. He's been pulling the strings uh, in that middle order, so he's been a revelation. Good find as well. Um, Five have gone with Jitesh Sharma, who's pretty much an explosive batsman for Punjab uh, Punjab Kings. Had a good season last year with them as well. Six have gone with Hatmaya from Rajasthan, who who has come good uh, during this uh, IPL and has almost got them to games and also won games for them and has played crucial parts. Um, seven, I had Shardul Thakur, who had a good game against Bangalore. And probably single-handedly, with, along with Rinko Singh, uh, steered them to 200, and which proved to be a match-winning total. Yeah. Shar- uh, Shardul Thakur is also uh, one of those players, which is like, his X-factor is just the fact that he is Shardul Thakur. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, he, his, he gets big-name wickets, often zero special deliveries. I don't think he's bold and amazing delivery in his life yet, but he still gets everyone out. And same with his batting. Like, he just whacks the ball everywhere, but has never played an amazing shot in his life. <laughs> yeah, I think you, 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 you can recall the, the, the test match, England, <laughs> India, and the Nokia played here in England. Yeah. Was it, I think it was at the Oval. Yeah. Well, it absolutely tonked everything. I know, but that's what I'm saying. He tonked it. He yeah. didn't. He didn't time what. He didn't time the pants off a single ball. Every ball was like tonked off the boundary. Even his wicket of root was like inside yeah. edge under the stumps. Yeah, big wicket, but like. <laughs> no, but he's he's pretty useful. He's so lower handy. Low oh, down the order, and then uh, number eight, I went for Nathan Ellis. Oh, Nathan Ellis had amazing. Yeah, yeah. With Punjab, he's done really well. Um, he's strong, quick as strong well. bowler as well, and comes across as a proper fighter. Which oh, is definitely. Yeah, that's what uh, I think uh, gives him a bit of credit there, which is that 
Um, he was bowling quick and yeah. just on the money every ball. Wanted it every single ball, and by wanted it, I mean like he was executing on the basics and just sticking to that. And I think uh, a lot of players sometimes they don't do that. They get carried away. They want to swing the ball. They want to do something magical. Uh, and but the determination to do well from Nathan Ellis was kind of what brought him his success. Yeah, and I think Punjab does need someone like him to fire them up, which is they had a soft belly, I would say. Um, nine, I went for Varun Chakravarti. Uh, he had lost it last season, but now you can see the real Chakravarti coming in. He's bowling a bit slightly quicker through the year before he was floating in and used to be getting hit. You can see now there's the variations there. Back we are back to the old Varun Chakravarti, but again, can he do it for longer, sustained period? Ten out of the wild, the old fox, Yuzi Chahel. Uh, the, the name speaks for himself. Perfect, good bowler, understands the conditions. Perfect for Rajasthan as well. He's been he's been good in his second season for Rajasthan, and his teammate will be my number eleven bolts, uh, who's been swinging the ball and getting wickets up front. So that would be my team of the week. What what have, do we differ with yourself? Uh, I have a lot of similar players. Uh, I think I gave Gil the nod uh, up in the order uh, over Dhawan because I think uh, Gil kind of offers that bit of class, uh, which I think uh, is unmatched by by anyone else. I mean, he's pouncing on any type of loose delivery, and he just looks a gem to watch. Um, uh, yeah, he's done well for India, so yeah. that is a fair point. Yeah, and yeah. I think uh, my other main difference was down in eleven uh, rather than Bolt. I went for Norkia. Um, I like that bit of pace that Norkia offers, and he also has a very fighting spirit, uh, which I think is like something that I value in my teams. Uh, he really just makes a difference always. Yeah, uh, whenever you play. I think other than that, uh, a lot of the standout players spoke for themselves. Yeah. All right. I'm going to jump into a, a section uh, that we came up with here, uh, which is our starter 12th man and flop of the week. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you three players. Uh, you don't know these players. You don't know who I picked, but I want yeah. you to kind of do a, uh, our little uh, gossip type of session <laughs> to try to figure out. Um, who would you make your starter in the team? Who would be the twelfth man of your team, and who is a flop? Who are you giving away? Uh, so my players this week are um, we're going all English for this one. Uh, I've got Ben Stokes, uh, Sam Curran, and Moin Ali. So the flop's very easy. I'll go with uh, Ben Stokes. Uh, he hasn't done anything so far out of note. Uh, I'm going to start. Uh, this is a very, it's a very much uh, the way between Sam Curran and Moin Ali's. Moin Ali has had the three wickets; he's done well, but Sam Curran, I feel, will be my my starter because I'm just looking at a team like Punjab and what they need. They need a senior player or a senior international player coming in and doing the job for them. So he would be my starter. Moin Ali was a tough choice, but he will be the twelfth man over Sam Sam Curran because I feel that it's just that Chennai do have more players than a Punjab, so uh, Sam Curran might add more value in terms of that. And Ben Stokes 
Uh, there's nothing of note at the moment in the area. <laughs> and that's something we we're all surprised to think of. Uh, ben Stokes has nothing of note to offer yet. <laughs> yeah, considering the price tag he was bought at. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and I think uh, another another thing that I wanted to ask you about. Um, so another segment we've thought about is our weekly trade. You know, really uh, US-style sports uh that that kind of vibe where we can trade players between teams and just kind of solve all of your problems by throwing money at it. <laughs> who what what is your weekly trade? What, uh, what, who would you trade between teams? Um, I think that would uh, make their teams better. So I think for this week I would give it to an a junkie Rahani. Um, so I would fancy him to come to Mumbai and. Uh, Bed of course uh, the other way because Mumbai don't have much depth in that middle order at the moment. So they used to have the Pandya brothers and Pollards, but I think someone like an Ajanki Rahane can glue the glue the pieces between a Tim David and Ishan Kishan and Roid Sharma. So that glue is what Mumbai don't have. So I'd, I'd make that trade. And on the other side, Chennai do need I feel a proper international bowler. They're still. Lacking there, it's been two, three seasons where they don't have a proper, proper international after Bravo to yeah. supplement their attack. So yeah. that would be my trade. Yeah, I think, and I think both teams would probably actually go for that as well. Um, it would definitely probably help Chennai, but I think Mumbai are a bit hopeless at this point, to be honest. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. <laughs> they, they, I, I don't know who. And it's a homegrown. What they need, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, someone who knows the conditions, homegrown, Rajanki yeah. Rahani, so yeah. I think that might be what they would be looking Someone like him, if not him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, now uh, I would just like to, I've, I've answered quite a lot of questions, so <laughs> let's, let's throw it back. Um, what, do you, what do you think of the tactic of the week? Uh, where do you think there's a turning point or a change in something which you felt like, wow, this was the turning point in this game? Right, I think uh, both of us uh, kind of had the same game in mind, uh, but different moments in that game. Uh, my personal tactic of the week was Nitesh Rana bringing on the spinners very early in that KKR RCB run chase. Uh, because the first four overs, Faf and Virat actually both raced to 20 runs. They had like 40 or four overs, something of that sort. Uh, and that was all off quicks. And suddenly Rana makes a smart decision to bring on Sunil Narayan and Chakravarti in the power play. And right away, Narayan gets uh, Kohli and Chakravarti yep. races through the rest of uh, order. RCB's order. So he, he got Faf, Glenn Maxwell, both of them cheaply. Harshal Patel bowled and suddenly RCB was five down. The game was over. Um, yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and also on, on the flip side, when they batted... The, the low order partnership between Rinku Singh and, and Shardul Thakur again. So both KKR tactically were astute in that game. So, yeah, definitely do agree with that. Um, last one from our side would be some a game to watch out for next in the next week. Which yeah. one would you go for? I think uh, we've decided on uh, CSK and Rajasthan Royals. I mean, both of them have... Uh, really experienced spinners and is this one happening in Chip uh, in uh, Chennai yeah? yeah so the there Chip we Hawk. go so 
and Ashwin is going home. Yeah. So that'll be a really good game to watch. And uh, like, for example, you've given uh, Yuzi the nod in your team of the week. So we have really good, clever spinners from both sides. Santner on, uh, on Chennai. We have uh, Moin Ali on Chennai as well. Jadeja and on Rajasthan side, Ashwin and Yuzi. Like, who comes out? Who comes out on top? Basically, that that'll be an interesting game, definitely. Yeah. So likewise, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's the same game. Um, also, the fact that how do the the openers of Rajasthan work against the spinners of Chennai in that slow the slow track? So how does Butler get going? Jaiswal, they like the ball to come on. So the challenge here would be slow Chennai pitch. How do they come? Uh, although the Chennai pitch has produced quite a lot of runs. So it's going to be, we're not sure what to expect, whether it's a low total, low scoring game or a high total. And yeah, that's what makes it interesting for the viewers as well. Definitely. Well, that's our roundup of IPL this week. We'll be back next week to kind of review all our games that uh, and all our picks that we had uh, uh, thought of this week. And uh, hopefully that game does turn out to be an interesting one. Yep. Uh, likewise, yep, we would... We just want to enjoy the game and yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah, and hopefully um, this was a bit enlightening for all our listeners as well. We tried to bring in a bit of the tactical side of the game, a bit of the coaching side of the game. And yeah, see you guys all next week. Yeah, see you guys. All good.